Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Basically Blind. I'm your host, Avery. This is a podcast where I share my experience living with vision loss, and we also talk about other topics around diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. So for this week, I want to do almost a companion episode to last week's episode. For anyone who hasn't listened to it, last week's episode was me reflecting on 2021 in the past year and the amount of change and growth that just had happened in one year while also being realistic about the fact that there's still plenty of things that I need to continue to work on and better myself. And beyond just looking at my own personal goals, which I'll share some of those, I'm not going to make an entire podcast just talking about like, this is the goals that I set. But I wanted to take time to reflect on the process that I go through when it comes to goal setting and tactics that anyone can put in place to be able to not only make goals, but achieve them. And I'm just sharing what has worked for me after years and years and years of setting goals and frankly, not always reaching them. And I think one of the first things is that making sure that you're using the right terminology. A lot of people will say New Year's resolution as opposed to goals, and I don't like that. And I purposely don't use that term because when you resolve to do something, it's almost like you're saying, and now I'm a person that does this. And it's just kind of, you're supposed to restart and just be that way. At least that's how I interpret it. Whereas with goals, it's something that you set and you're working towards continually. And I like that idea. You know, it gives you it gives you that space to make mistakes along the way and keep in mind that that's the end destination. Like that's where you're trying to get. Because I think a lot of us are guilty of this that we'll make the resolution that we're going to work out at least Five times a week for half an hour, we're going to eat clean, we're not going to drink as much, we're not going to do this, and then we make a mistake. And for some people, it's just kind of like, well, what's the point? And they're just done. For others, they'll keep going, they'll persevere, but you make another mistake, you make another mistake, and a lot of the time, it's usually by mid-February, a lot of people have just fallen off the wagon of what they were trying to achieve to begin with. And so for me, I have two goals this year really that I'm focusing on. And one is to chill out a little. And that sounds a little weird. And I will fully admit, this is a real challenge for me. Chill isn't a gear or a place that I routinely thrive at. I, I'm a real like all or nothing type person. And so with the idea of chilling, a lot of that has to do with the idea of it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Here's a prime example. Cameron, my husband and I, we have very different definitions of what clean means. I am an incredibly thorough cleaner And part of that does have to do with my vision. And you might think, that makes no sense. 
What do you mean? Like, if you can't see, no, because I may not be able to see that something's dirty, but I can feel that it's dirty. I can feel the stickiness. I can feel the little particles that maybe to the naked eye, someone can't see it, but like, I can feel it on the plate. I know the plate's still a little dirty. I know that that fork is still a little bit dirty. I know that the countertop is dirty. And so a lot of the time I just stay out of the kitchen because Cam's definition of clean is, yeah, no, it's mostly clean, so it's clean. Whereas I see clean as a very black and white type thing. It's either clean or it's dirty. And so for the sake of our marriage, I just kind of try to stay out of the kitchen. But I have been trying to take more ownership of making myself lunch every single day, especially with working from home. Cam and I have gotten into this routine and I have gladly fallen into the routine where he just would make us both lunch and dinner every single day. Now, dinner was the norm. Lunch did not used to be the norm. And that puts a lot of extra work on him. And so I'm trying to own that myself. And I'm not a world-class chef. So for me, what does making lunch look like? I, I live on smoothies and I live on salads. That's what I'm doing. But like many people, I am also striving to eat healthier. And so it's helping me to load up on more fruits and veggies that way as well. And with my functional medicine practitioner, she had given me some powders that she wanted me incorporating into my daily routine. And one's a collagen powder and one's L-glutamine. And so one of the easiest ways for me to take those is through a smoothie. And then also MCT oil she had given me to try. So I'll throw in some fruit. I'll throw in some spinach. I'll throw in some almond milk. I'll put those powders in there, a little bit of spirulina, and then some flaxseed as well and the MCT oil. And then I blend it all up. And then I drink that. One thing to note, be very careful with the MCT oil because if you put too much in, your stomach gets a little upset. And I have learned that the hard way a couple of times now. But in any case, you know, I'm making the effort to be, be making myself more food. But that means that I'm in the kitchen a lot more. So I am touching things and they are sticky and gross, honestly. And in the past, what I will do is when I discover this, I just, that's all I do that entire day is just clean the kitchen and I will thoroughly clean the kitchen and it, and it's beautiful in the end and it's gorgeous, but I'm so burned out. And what I'm doing now, cause I did run into that. I was going to go make a smoothie and I was taking my, um, the, the pieces of the blender that I was using, I had had them drying in the drying rack and I took them out and I felt that the drying rack just felt disgusting. So I cleaned the drying rack. <laughs> and um, that sounds weird, but honestly, like if you haven't cleaned your drying rack, uh, go feel it. It probably feels disgusting because that's how mine was. Um, just like oils and dirt and stuff that just builds up on it. It's sick. A more efficient way probably would have been to just thrown it in the dishwasher, but... I took the time to scrub it by hand, got it clean, 
got that set up. And then I did some dishes and some other stuff and that ended up taking up a good portion of my day. And then I also went back and did some cleaning later tonight. But I did not have the goal to get the entire kitchen sparkling clean, which is how I would have done it in the past. And I'm allowing myself the fact that, okay, this is going to be something I'm going to be coming back to for probably the entire month of doing different things and getting the kitchen clean and getting it organized. Because part of the problem also is when I go just full bore and I clean everything top to bottom and I get it all organized, then... When Cam's in the kitchen and using the kitchen, I get really mad if he's not putting everything exactly back because I take it very personally and I get disrespected that I spent all that time and now it's dirty. But I mean, the point of a kitchen is that it will get dirty. It's where you're making food. So being realistic about that. And then I also kind of touched on it, but my other big goal is just being more organized. And part of this is due to the fact that our home is not disorganized by any means. But it's not where I like it. Because where I like it is incredibly organized. And I think I've talked about this before. And I've seen this in a lot of different TikToks and social media accounts of other people who are also blind. It is a necessity It is not nice to have. It is a necessity that if you have low vision to be organized because the amount of time that you spend looking for stuff otherwise is mind-boggling. And I have ran into that quite a bit. I also am just an efficiency junkie. And when I see that something isn't being stored as efficiently or it doesn't make sense to me. It just, it bothers me. With the kitchen, now that I'm trying to sit there and make more of my own food, I can't find everything. Because what happened is we moved in a little over a year ago and we unpacked and we got things to a really good place. But we never took the time to take it to the great place. And so that's what I'm trying to do now. So, you know, I'm measuring, I'm getting different organizers and stuff. I just bought a shelf to go in our downstairs closet, um, for the, um, for the office, because if it's an office, you're not really hanging clothes in there. You, you don't, you, if you're just using the floor and then the one shelf at the top, there's all this space in between that isn't being used. So I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I'm doing my best to leverage all the vertical space in my home as possible. And I want to make sure that everything makes sense where it is. It's put in a place that I know and I can maintain. And so, yeah, diving into that. Also, like getting organizers for the freezer. We have one of those pull-out freezers where the, like the bottom pulls out. And things just can get buried in there. So getting some organizers for that so that I can actually find things, especially with the smoothies. Um, And we're also trying to do more meal planning because when we meal plan and we have an idea of what we're going to be doing for the week, we have far lower likelihood of ordering out. And especially in the last two months of the year, we ordered out a lot. So 
you know, so those, those are things that I'm doing right now. And for me, when the way that I decided what I wanted to focus on, and I talked about this a little bit last week where at the end of the year, I always think about, okay, well, what were the things that were really frustrating for me and how can, how can I make it better? So with the chilling out and giving myself space that it's not all or nothing, it doesn't have to be perfect. I volunteer with a lot of organizations and I have a tendency to just get really bogged down in wanting to do everything perfectly and going really above and beyond. But that means that I'm not leaving enough space for me. I'm giving too much of myself. And so by chilling out, that's, that's another way that I'm able to, to keep myself in check there. Cause I think that that would do a lot to help me feel better about things and to not feel so worn down. Cause I was feeling really worn down this past month and, and then with, you know, chilling out too, it's going to really improve Cam's quality of life because I can get really worked up over things and then I'm complaining to him. And if I can get a little bit better perspective on my own without him having to listen to me constantly complain, which I mentioned on the last one that that's not something I like about myself and I'm working on, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that fold into it. So like for me, I thought that like just trying to calm down and take some deep breaths would be really beneficial all around for me. And it would really improve my quality of life as well as the organization piece with giving myself the room to, you know, like not be perfect and to be able to find things. And I say not be perfect. And you're probably listening to my, my caliber of how I like to clean and my caliber of organization. You're like, well, that sounds like really perfectionist. It can be, it can be, I'll admit that. But at the same time, keeping things orderly, it it's not me trying to be perfect. It's me just trying to know where stuff is. You know, if you misplace something and you can't just easy, easily scan a room visually and locate it, but instead you're having to go to every single spot and, you know, example, my phone. I'm having to get a lot better about... Um, when I set my phone down, making sure I'm setting it down, screen down. And that sounds weird, but we have a lot of dark furniture. And when I set my phone on um, screen facing up, I can't see it. But my case is kind of a silvery color. And so when I face it, when I put it screen down and I have it on a dark wood table, I'm able to find it. Um, but a lot of times I don't do it that way. So then it's me like running my hands over things, trying to find it. And it's so frustrating. So that was something I evaluated. So when you're trying to figure out your goals, evaluate what is causing a lot of grief in your life, figure out like, okay, like, well, what can, what can I do to make this better? And another thing is to, again, give yourself that grace. Just know that this is something that you've been wanting to do for a while. This is something that 
hasn't been your reflex. Your reflex is doing this other action that's making things more difficult for you. So you're not going to change overnight. I'm not all of a sudden going to have the most organized house. This is going to probably take the entire year to get the house to where I want it to be. Do I want it that way? No. No, I would love it overnight. But again, we're chilling out. That's part of it. And I'm just taking on my little projects and getting those done to where I'd like it. And then I move on to the next one. Because with having ADD as well, that can be very difficult and I can get distracted. Um, So, you know, focusing in on those and then moving forward, giving myself that grace that it's not going to be perfect and that's okay. And moving past that. If I had tried with this podcast that it had to be perfect before I started doing it, this podcast would never have aired. Never. And when I say this podcast, I'm not talking about this episode. I'm talking about the entire thing, the podcast itself, basically blind. And that was my hang up for the longest time is I was nervous and I thought that I needed to know how to do X, Y, Z or I needed to have this figured out. And there's a lot of learning as you go. And doing this podcast has taught me so much when it comes to that and seeing how it's grown even when I didn't really know what the hell I was doing for quite a while. And honestly, sometimes I still don't feel like I know what I'm doing. That was such a valuable lesson to see that it's just, you know, get moving. And I've been trying to apply that more into other areas of my life and trying to push back on others when they try to make something absolutely perfect when it's like, listen, like we haven't even done this before. We don't need to be perfect. We just need to get something out, have it look good and, you know, build from there. And that's fine. But the first thing you do, it doesn't have to be perfect. That, that has to do with like meal planning. It has to do with working out. If your goal is to start and start a new hobby or skill, like maybe it's knitting, maybe it's playing an instrument, learning a new language. You're not going to be good to begin with. Who, who is, do you know, do you know who is, do you know who's good at those things immediately? The person that nobody likes, seriously. (laughs) The person that they just, they pick up a guitar and all of a sudden they're like, da da da, oh look, I played a song and I've never even touched a guitar in my life before. No one likes that person because it's just, it's unrealistic and everyone then compares themselves to that and it can scare them off from wanting to do that skill and, and trying harder because that person is apparently a savant and good for them. But that's, that's not a way to like win or make friends for sure. Most people, they struggle really, really hard when it comes to doing stuff. This is a very odd example. Five years ago, I think, it was five years ago for Christmas, I got Cam an Xbox. And he, he the game that he that came with the bundle was Battlefield. He'd never played it before. When he started playing it, he was not very good. Because again, like he'd never played it before. Who would be amazing at a game without ever having played it before? 
he has been diligently honing his craft. That's what we're going to call this. I'm not a video game person, but Cam has put many hours into his battlefield skills and he's really good now. He plays battlefield and he regularly is the top ranked player. But it took years to get to that point. He also plays the guitar and he can play a little bit of bass as well. And, you know, when he first started, was he amazing at it? I wasn't there for that. No, but he's continued to practice and do more with it. And he's gotten way better at both instruments just from the time frame of me knowing him. And actually he did, he hadn't played the bass until we were together. So I have seen him progressed with that. Once you know how to play a guitar, like a lot of those skills transfer. So that makes it easier. And for me, I, the perfectionism that I will hoist upon myself a lot of the time wanting it, it's gotten in my way and held me back from doing a lot of things and trying new things and thinking that it's not okay to not look good. And that's just, I don't know. I, it's gotten in my way where, you know, here my husband is so good at just putting himself out there and trying new things. And he has like all these really interesting hobbies. And I get freaked out that I'm going to get judged or people are going to laugh at me. And it made it so I had nothing interesting at all about me. And looking at that made me go, okay, well, what is something that, you know, if I just took failure out of the equation, what is something that I would do? And there's a book that I read and it's called, and I will explain it, but it's called Blowing My Way to the Top and it's by Jen Atkin. She is a celebrity hairstylist. It is a pun. I am not reading about a porn star or someone who chose an alternative route to go up the corporate ladder. Um, no, she she is a hairstylist. She got very famous for her blowout. So a little tongue in cheek title there. And she does a lot when it comes to her own personal development and goal setting. And I've read her book a couple of times now. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed this book. And I think I've talked about it multiple times on this podcast now. But if you have the audiobook version, there's also a PDF that accompanies it that is a goal setting worksheet. And I was using that this year, actually. And there is a section of it. There's there's a couple sections. So there's one section where she breaks out uh, six different areas of your life and you can put like two to three goals that you want to strive for. And the idea behind this worksheet is that you you set obtainable goals um, or even sometimes stretch goals if that's what you're interested in that you think you want to focus on over the next six months. And then six months later, you go in, you evaluate and you can do it again. Maybe some of the goals are the same and you're still working on them and that's fine. And maybe you've accomplished some of them. So it's a way to continually hold yourself accountable by writing that out. And so the six areas that she has listed that you can write two to three goals are personal, health, career, financial, spiritual, and recreational. 
And so I've written out some of my goals. One of my goals, one of my goals, I'm already going to be taking that off and finding something different to put on there uh, just because it was under recreation. And I had the goal of going to the Post Hotel, which is this gorgeous hotel in Leavenworth. But I can't get over the sticker shock of it. it this place is like $600 a night. And there's just so many other things that I could put that money towards that I think would be more beneficial in the long term. So what Cam and I have decided to do instead is that we're going to find um, a local day spa nearby. And we're going to take that $600 and honestly, it probably would have been $1,200. We would have spent two nights there. Plus, that's just to be able to use all their pools. Like they have different warm pools. They have saunas. They have, you know, cold plunge pools, all that. If you want to get any sort of a massage or a spa treatment or anything like that, that's extra. So we would have spent a lot of money on this trip. So instead, we're going to take you know, what would have been one day stay, find a day spa around here and go out and treat ourselves for sure. And I'm excited about it. And I think that we still will go there. It's just, it's not, it's not now. Now's not the time. But in any case, you have these six different areas where you write the goals. But then this other section that she has in this worksheet is it says, you know, if failure wasn't an option. And for me, I had to think about that I, I didn't know she meant if you fail, like, you know, you just, you can't fail. Like there's no way you can fail or else something really bad will happen. Like you have to make it work. But then I realized she's saying like, let's just pretend that like, there's absolutely no way you would fail. And then she asked the questions and you, you make three goals. It's like, what would you be? What would you do? And what would you have? And so I think that that's a really great way to also frame like, well, get past the fear of failing and ask yourself, you know, what would you do? What would you, for me, for what would I, um, was it be, have, I think it was do for what would I do? I said, I'd post a TikTok because that's something that really kind of freaks me out seems incredibly vulnerable. Yeah, I get on this mic and I talk about my experiences and I talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, accessibility because I'm really passionate about it every week. But making a video just feels so vulnerable and scary. And the TikTok algorithm is wild. Like you don't have to have a huge following for a lot of people to be able to see something. And that's amazing. And that opens up a lot of opportunity, but it's also really scary. But I put that down as my goal is that I'm going to start posting because I have a lot to say and it's going to be along the lines of a lot of things that I talk about on my podcast, but actually making some content around it. And then also just, you know, sharing my own personality because yeah, I have a podcast called basically blind, but being blind is not the only interesting thing about me. And so I want to make sure that I get that across to people as well. Um, I just have the focus of this podcast being around what my life experience has been and the perspective that it gives me when it comes to the world of diversity and inclusion. So 
yeah, so kind of I've gone off a little bit on a tangent, but like I'd say that recapping a little bit of what it is, it's like when you're setting a goal and you're figuring out what you want to do, number one, evaluate what's going to impact your, your life, like what's made things hard for you in the past year and what are some solutions that you could work towards that you think would help you be a better person and help your life feel better. The second is just to make sure you're giving yourself grace. And the third is making sure that you're getting out of that mindset of fearing the failure. Because any time that I failed, I've always learned from it. And, you know, you could look back, like when I look back at like when I started at college, I was in a brand new place. Didn't know where anything was. And so many times that first couple months, I got so, so lost on campus. I was trying to go to a friend's dorm and I ended up like clear on another portion of campus. But that was just like the first quarter that I was there. After that, I knew that campus back and forth. I knew areas that other people didn't know. I knew where all the ramps were. I knew where all the, all the easier access stair, stair, stair wells are because with some classrooms, there will be steep steps. There will be no handrail. That's not doable for me. So I always found alternative routes. And I would tell people about it. I'd be like, oh, you can just do this, this, and this. And then, you know, you don't have to walk in at the front of the class or maybe you don't have to do this or, oh, like it's really wet outside. You can actually just like go through all these buildings and then you don't even have to be outside for more than like 30 seconds. I knew all those shortcuts. And the reason I knew that was because I screwed up royally for the entire first three months that I was there getting myself lost. But it gave me this knowledge that I didn't have before that I was able to take and apply to things. And I think that you just have to have that mindset also when it comes to goals. And I am sharing this with everyone listening as much as I am telling myself and hyping myself up and reminding myself that that's the type of attitude that I have to take towards it because it's really, it's really hard. And Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't need to set goals because I am a perfect human. Okay, cool. Um, we probably wouldn't be friends in real life because that's just a really bad attitude to have. But it because everyone can always be a little bit better at something, you know, and whether that's choosing to read more, whether that's walking around your neighborhood, trying new restaurants making the effort to reach out to more friends because, I mean, the pandemic definitely has made it when you're not seeing people in person, you know, if they're not in front of you, they kind of just disappear. So you have to put in that effort to keep those relationships going. So see that area that, you know, is bummed you out over the last year, like either something that you're doing or maybe it's something that you're not doing and figuring out how to make Make that not the case anymore. And I think that, you know, figuring out too when you're like, when you're doing that evaluation, it's just, I think it helps to hold you more accountable to it. It's not just this thing where it's like, oh, I just want to lose 10 pounds, which was 
I've had those resolutions slash goals many times. And I say resolution because I didn't hold to them like a lot of people. Whereas with a goal, you know, you can, you can work with it. And, you know, if you're just, well, I want to lose 10 pounds because it will just be nice. Okay. Well, that's not, that's not very motivating, but if you can look at it, it's like, well, I want to do this because, and let me say reading, you know, let's say I want to read 30 books because it's something I loved when I was younger. I don't do it as much anymore. I find myself spending way too much actually just reading social media posts. And I think if I took that time and put it towards reading actual books, I'd be happier. And also give me something to actually bring up to people when I'm interacting with them, whether it's socially or on work calls. Once you can like trace that plan of like, this is how it can benefit me. I think you're a lot more motivated to actually try to, to go through and achieve it. And that's something that I've had to do over the last couple of years of like, well, why do I want to do this? Am I just doing this so I can brag to people that look what I did? Or am I doing it because I see real tangible benefits to my life if I'm able to complete this. And once I've been able to trace back to that and find those reasons where it's really going to improve things and it's not just something that would be nice to have, but is going to radically make a difference in my life, then that's then I'm way more motivated and I, I can find more discipline to move forward with it. And I'd, I'd say the final tip that I'd give is whatever you need to hold yourself accountable, identify that. Maybe you're the type of person that having an app, like one I used to use was the app Strides, an app where, you know, you put in there, it's like, I'm making my bed every single day. I'm working out this many times a week. For me, that didn't work great because it really was reinforcing my perfectionist tendency. So I moved away from that, but it can work great for a lot of people. Making a daily to-do list, that can work really well for people. Journaling. Journaling is a really good way of being able to hold yourself accountable and being able to look back and evaluate things. And it doesn't need to be like an actual journal that you write in. It can just be you create a Google Doc and you're writing in that. Or there's even some online journals. Like there's one called Penzu, and I've used that one in the past. So whatever you need, maybe you need to tell someone about it. It's part of the reason I'm telling people my goals is so that people will hold me accountable. But Maybe you need to tell the people that you're living with or your closest friend so that they can check in on you and see that. And there's also services out there where you can set a goal and then you can identify an organization you really don't like, you know? So it's like, for example, maybe you set the goal that you're going to run a marathon this year and you put a deadline for it and you put a meaningful amount of money on the line. Um, and I cannot remember the site, but these sites do exist. You say it's going to be this amount and then you identify a group that you really don't like. So like neo-Nazis. 
if you support neo-Nazis and you're listening to this podcast, I applaud you for looking at like new perspectives, but like we do not have the same ideology at all. Um, so if you, you know, if it's a group that you really don't like, and then let's say like you say, uh, if you don't do this, a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars will be sent to them if you don't accomplish it. And that, that can be incredibly motivating. And sometimes that's really the push that some people need. And, um, and so there's, there's apps, there's websites like that. Find what works for you, implement it, use it. And especially if it is something that's like black and white and you really want to do it, go ahead. I wouldn't do that because I want to give myself the space that like maybe I don't run my marathon. However, I was able to run a half marathon and that's more than I've ever ran before. To be clear, I do not have the goal of running a marathon. It it sounds like torture. I once did try to train for a half marathon and then, you know, much like the situation I'm in right now, I I built myself up to being able to run eight miles straight and um, I sprained my ankle. So training stopped very abruptly and I ended up not doing it. So yeah, to each their own. I just long distance running. I don't think that's going to be my thing. So, but in any case, you know, celebrate the wins that you do have along the way. You know, maybe you don't hit that full goal at the end of the year. Maybe you had a substantial weight loss goal. Maybe you wanted to lose 50 pounds and you don't lose 50 pounds, but maybe by the end of the year, you lost 35 and that's more weight than you have ever lost previously in your adult life. Celebrate that. There's nothing that is, that is nothing to like beat yourself up over that you didn't hit that goal. And I think it's really important to keep that in mind. So with that, I hope that this has given people a lot to chew on when it comes to like setting your goals and actually making them throughout the year. So remember like find meaning, but evaluate what you want, find meaning, figure out what will really truly improve your life. Give yourself that grace that like you're a work in progress. You don't have to be perfect about it and make sure that along the way you're celebrating those like wins that you have. And, you know, if you need to find different structures, whether it's worksheets to help to set the goals, whether it's apps to set the goals and also like trace your progress along the way, make sure that you're doing that. And just remember that it's not all or nothing again. And I say that to you and I say that to myself. So with that, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you haven't already, please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you prefer listening to it on. If you haven't already, please rate and review the podcast. It's one of the easiest way for new people to find the podcast and follow us on social media. We have an Facebook page as well as an Instagram page at basically blind pod. And I'll see you next time. Bye.